Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. And I'm the Sneakinator, the best red sneaker-wearing, crime-fighting, super space detective caterpillar in the world! Ooh, and that's Sparky. Codename, Sparkalicious. She's my giant chicken sidekick. Isn't that right, Sparky-Worky? <laughs> Oh, Sneak, I've missed you. Not as much as I've missed you, Meg. These two have been driving me bat butt bunkers for the entire summer. Whoa, down girl. (laughs) Hold on a sec, Bean. Sparky, sit. Good girl. Oh, sweet, sweet cheese balls. Thank you, Meg. (laughs) No problem. Okay. Why don't we finish introductions so we can get started on Season 2 of Story Pillar? Ready, Bean? Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly. I wear a yellow hat. And I'm definitely getting Sparky a birdcage for her birthday. Now that you know who we are, this is Story Pillar. I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We'll sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends Hey everyone, welcome to the second season ever of Story Pillar, a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. We're so happy to be back with you after our summer break. You can say that again, you little red hen. I have so much to tell you, Meg. I lost three teeth and grew half a toe and learned to ride a skateboard upside down with Sparky on my feet. Wow, Sneak. It sounds like you had a pretty busy summer. It was hot, sweet potato-tastic. I'm glad. Um... But before you tell me more about it, I think we should check in with our listeners and figure out what sticky situation we're tackling first this season. Listeners, how are you feeling today? Someone said they're hula hooping right now. (laughs) Oh, and someone else said they feel like a giant volcano of happiness. (gasps) I want to be a giant happiness volcano. I would just explode rainbow glitter everywhere like blam. (laughs) That sounds pretty amazing, Sneak. (laughs) How about you, Bean? How are you feeling? Uh... Fine. (gasps) Whoa, I smell an eyeball about to twitch. Sneak, stop. My eyeball isn't even twitching yet. Uh Aha, so you're not fine. (sighs) You're right, I'm not fine. Oh no, Bean, what happened? Well, I was talking to Jasmine yesterday and she was telling me about all the cool places she went over the summer like Spain and Singapore and how she even got to go up in a hot air balloon. 
A hot air balloon? Sweet baby pine cone. Uh, anyway, then I realized that we didn't go anywhere this summer, except, like, the library and the pet store. To get yummy bummy chicken chow. Uh, yeah. I started getting a weird feeling in my stomach, so... <gasps> you were jealous of Jasmine and her jazz-tastic journeys of joy. Uh, maybe not in those exact words, but yeah. And then I felt bad for being jealous because she's like my best friend and all. Oh, Bean, that sounds tough, but I... Do think we have our sticky situation for today? What do we do when we're feeling jealous? Well, ringy bingy ding dong, that means it's story time! <laughs> yep, this week we're traveling to Botswana, a country in southern Africa surrounded by South Africa to the south, Namibia to the northwest, and Zimbabwe to the northeast. It's a pretty flat country that's covered in rivers, grasslands, and the Kalahari Desert, and it also happens to be the home of the sausage tree, which is exactly what it sounds like. A tree that grows sausages? Holy cheeseburger meatballs. <laughs> Not actual sausages, but the fruit does look like something you might grill up at a barbecue. Yamalamaroo! Oh, and there's this fantastic animal in Botswana called an aardwolf. It's like a hyena and an aardvark all smashed into one. And it can eat 300,000 termites in one night. Isn't that termite-tastic? <laughs> it definitely is, Sneak. Okay, before we start the story, many people in Botswana speak Setswana. And Dumela means hello in Setswana. Wanna try it? Dumela! Dumela! Great, listeners, your turn. Nice! Okay, rocket time sneak. Buckle your beans, everybody. And countdown! Three, two, one. Blue with Envy by Meg Lewis, adapted from The Goblin Bird, a Botswanan folktale. Oh, Modise, 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 Modise. Mathabo huffed, then turned and punched a sausage. Well, not an actual sausage but the oblong fruit dangling just above her head looked a lot like the plump links her mother often roasted to juicy perfection. She slumped down under the wide branches of her favorite sausage tree. Today was Modise's birthday. Smart, kind, fearless Modise, her pretty much perfect little brother who everyone just loved, was turning 10. Matabo scooped up a handful of dirt and threw it eyes following the rusty brown cloud as it danced over the parched ground and caught the rhythm of the cheerful music blaring from her family's small, perfectly round house. She watched as aunties, uncles, cousins, practically the entire village crammed themselves into the strip of shade 
the thatch roof offered, shouted laughter erupting every so often into Hooray for Modice! 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 Matabo turned away from her brother's adoring fans and watched a slender gray lizard scramble away from her dust-covered toes. Everyone just loves Modice, she muttered and threw a leaf at its swiftly disappearing tail. And why not? He's basically the best at everything. She drew her knees up under her chin. Unlike me. Her whole body drooped then, a sadness as heavy as a mountain, pinning her in place. Just then, a murmur swept through the crowd at the bottom of the hill, and Mathabo watched with narrowed eyes as her father pushed forward, a bright smile nearly cracking his face in two. In one large hand, he held a glimmering golden rope, the other end of which was attached to the most remarkable cow Mathabo had ever seen. She gasped (gasps) and blinked, convinced the blazing sun was simply playing a trick. But when she looked again, the strange, magical creature still shone a particularly beautiful blue, the blue of rivers and raindrops and the sky after a good storm. Mathabo's mouth dropped open and she leaned forward to catch her mother's clear, melodic voice. Modise, my son! Matabo's mother beamed lovingly down at the little boy wriggling with anticipation. Today, you leave childhood behind. She dropped a kiss on his forehead. And so, your father and I give you this cow, the first of many, I hope. Her name is Pula. Matabo's father gave the brilliant blue flank beside him a gentle pat. And she is nearly as special as you, my son. For whenever you or anyone you love needs anything at all, you have only to ask. And Pula? He waggled one feathery eyebrow. Pula will provide precisely what is needed. He turned then, still grinning, and as if on cue, the extraordinary cow dipped her lovely blue head in a graceful bow and let out a loud, adoring... No longer able to contain their excitement, the revelers surged forward and hoisted Modise onto the back of his enchanting gift. Cries of Modise, 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 Modise! Once again echoing over the thirsty shrubs climbing their way to Mathabo's leafy hideout. Of course he gets a magic cow, she grumbled, and let out a sigh so raspy and mournful She sounded more like a seriously wounded donkey than an overlooked big sister. And swallowing hard past what felt like a rock lodged in her throat, she blurted, Sometimes I wish, I wish Modise would just disappear. (laughs) Hot tears overflowed then, her body's attempt to wash away perfect Modise and his perfect cow and the sharp pain Mathabo felt at being perfectly and repeatedly forgotten. It was then that a brief and blinding flash sliced through the air and the whole world gasped at once. (gasps) Modise? Modise! Mathabo heard her mother shriek, for Modise, it seemed, was gone. After what seemed like Ten years of peering behind rocks and fighting her way through scraggly bushes, Mathabo thought her feet might actually fall off. 
A loud, throaty moo just about burst her left eardrum. Stop that! Mathabo jabbed a finger at the velvety blue nose snuffling her shoulder. This is all your fault, you know. I saw you. She gave Pula's halter a jerk, but her search partner merely batted long, floppy eyelashes and buried her face in the nearest tangle of halfway edible grass. And now here we are. She wiped her sweaty brow with an even sweatier forearm and eyed the ocean of tall, bristly reeds. Where are you, Mo? Mood, you say? Pula supplied helpfully. <sighs> Mathabo groaned and rolled her eyes. I said stop saying that. She spun on a heel and shot up the nearest baobab. But the cow, unperturbed, continued munching quietly. There! Mm-hmm. She stuck out her tongue and settled herself on a thick branch, then absently plucked a leaf and watched it flutter to the ground below her. Modise would know where to look, she sighed glumly. Mm-hmm. Modise knows everything. Modise? Pula agreed in a surprisingly loud voice, and Mathabo just about fell out of the tree when she looked up to find the peculiar little cow perched neatly on a sturdy limb near her own. <gasps> Holy hornbills! She screeched and then scrambled down and gaped, eyeballs nearly popping out of her head. How did you even get up there? Pula only snorted and gobbled a leaf nearly as big as her face, not concerned in the least about being a cow in a tree. Get down right now! Mathabo stamped a foot. We still have to find... Modise? Mathabo tried very, very hard not to scream. Modise, of course, would know how to get you down. She crouched and drummed her fingers against a knee, then shot up as an idea worthy of Modise himself took root in her mind. <gasps> Look out! She screamed and pointed to the branch directly above the ridiculous animal. A leopard! Oh, Pula, save yourself! The cow abruptly stopped chewing, poofed out of sight, and reappeared a second later scowling at the base of the ancient tree. Mathabo threw back her head and crowed. Ah, ha, 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 gotcha. I actually did it. She danced in a wild circle, then rescued the golden lead rope from the dusty ground and gave it a playful tug. Come on, Pula Wula. We've got a birthday boy to find. The sun was just starting to melt into the horizon when Mathabo decided she would never, ever find her brother. I just can't do this. She dug her fingernails into her palms and kicked a potato-sized rock into a jumble of weeds. The weeds squeaked. The cow asked hopefully, swinging her massive blue head around for a closer look. No, not Mody. Mathabo cautiously spread the prickly stalks to reveal a small striped fox with ridiculously long ears. The terrified animal peered back at her, one paw clearly stained red and twisted at an impossible angle. (gasps) You're hurt! Poor thing! She crawled forward and gently scooped it up. (gasps) I bet it was a jackal, she decided with a shiver. 
Pula suggested. Matabo rolled her eyes, patience running on empty. Yes, Pula, let's ask Modise. I know that you know he would know exactly what to do. She huffed, then sat back and chewed her lip. Hmm, but maybe this time, so do I. And with that, she grasped the hem of her skirt in both hands and began to rip it to shreds. Exactly seven and a half minutes later, Pula wriggled her shoulders and desperately tried to dislodge the small bleeding animal firmly lashed to her back. Metabo giggled and squinted at the fox's neatly bound paw. Not bad, huh? She mused to the evening's first stars and gave a little skip. She glanced sideways at the cow plodding moodily beside her and cleared her throat. Um, I... I think it's time to head home, Pula. Moody say? Outraged, Pula stopped in her tracks and tossed her head. Well, of course I know Modise wouldn't give up. Mathabo glanced warily at the sky. But it's getting dark. She heard a rustle and saw her tiny patient's long ears snap up straight like a rabbit's. Pula pressed closer to Mathabo's side. No, not Modise. She trailed off, her inside suddenly turning to jelly. Then a twig snapped directly in front of them and a strong scent of old meat and unwashed fur slammed into their noses. Her heart banged in her chest. Deco, run! Mathabo screamed. Modise! The cow bellowed, eyes rolling wildly. Yes, I know Modise would know what to do! She screeched back, then stopped mid-stride. Mathabo lowered her chin and turned to face their attacker. But you know what? She stood tall and stretched her arms wide, in that moment feeling every bit as brave and powerful as her perfectly perfect little brother. Modise's not She launched herself to where the jackal should have been, but was no longer. She watched the splotchy black-brown tail disappear into the shadows, then bent double and gulped for air, not quite believing what had just happened. She felt Pula sidle up behind her. Wait, what did you just say? A brilliant light briefly returned the night sky today as Mathabo turned and saw... Moo, I mean, Modise, she shrieked, flinging her arms around him. But where, I didn't know, and then the tree and the fox and your cow, she babbled. Modise chuckled and returned her hug. My cow did exactly what father said it would, he smiled up at her. It gave you what you needed, space to be you. Matabo shook her head in confusion. But, but I just did what you would do. I... I didn't. Pula gleefully cut her off and swished her tail enthusiastically. Yes, her brother insisted and scratched Pula behind one ear. You got a cow out of a tree. He stretched out his knuckles for the little fox to inspect. And you saved a life. More than one life, actually. His eyes sparkled. I've never seen a jackal run quite that fast. Mathabo's grin mirrored his own as he stood on tiptoe and gave her a tiny kiss on the cheek. And it was you 
who brought me back just by being you. Her cheeks glowed with pride, and she felt her chest fill with something much lighter and shinier than sadness. Well, I guess I am pretty great too. In my own way, at least. She dug an elbow into his ribs. Even if I'm not modiste, 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 modiste. <laughs> nope, you are. Hula bellowed gleefully while Modisa giggled and joined her cheer. Matabo! 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 And with that, the two siblings, both perfectly themselves, linked arms and made their way home together. The end. What did you think? Oh, the horror! My tiny little caterpillar heart trembled in fear. Wait, what? You forgot to warn him about the cow. <gasps> You're right! Oh, I'm so sorry, Sneak. I completely forgot that you're afraid of cows. But at least it was a blue cow. My favorite color. If you don't count red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, and violet. So, like, all of the colors? Exactly like a dootly-bootly. <laughs> well, colorful cows aside, what did you think about the story? Saucelicious. I liked how Madabo was all like, Modise's perfect, I'm terrible at everything. But then she actually got a cow out of a tree. And then she was all like, made you look, little miss Moo Moo Muffins. Yeah, and I like how she eventually realizes that she's pretty cool and good at figuring things out too, no matter what Modise can or can't do. And so, sissy missy wissy. Don't call me that. Anyway, I guess instead of focusing on Jasmine's amazing trips, I should maybe think about the cool things I did get to do, like multi-galactic water balloon fight with my other friends, or make a space warrior battleship out of jello. Out of Jello? Yep, and the doors even opened. <laughs> that's great. And that's also a pretty great unstick trick for when you're feeling jealous. Think about something wonderful about yourself, something you have, or something you've done. And now it's time for even more unsticky trickies. Yep, let's check in with Annecy and see what she does when she's feeling jealous. Hi, my name is Annecy. I'm 10 years old. Okay, Annecy. So, what do you do when you're feeling jealous? Uh, if it's an object or something that I want that's not feelings, I would first ask my parents. And if they said no, I would try to work up money to get it. If I didn't want it super bad, I would just try to, like, let it go and say like, oh, that's really cool. I'm happy you're going or something like that. I would just try not to be mean to the person about it because I don't really want to make them feel bad, especially if they're like a really good friend. Got it. So you want to make yourself feel better, but you don't want to make someone else feel worse. Yeah. Thank you, Annecy. High five. Those are fantastic. Terrific idea. 
ideas. Yeah, especially the one about working your way up to something you really want. Thanks, Annecy. Yes. Thank you, Annecy. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're feeling jealous, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks for more information. Okay, that's it. We finished our first episode ever of Story Pillar Season 2. Sweaty, salty sausages. Self high five. Blam. You really need to cut back on the gummy centipede sneak. Ooh, or I could just eat 300,000 in one day and then happy glitter volcano explode everywhere. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of Season 2 of Story Pillar. Just like Season 1, we'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes... <gasps> Sneak attacks! ...and thermometer checks in the weeks between. Don't forget to have a grown-up join our mailing list and subscribe, rate, and leave a gold star review wherever you love listening. If you have a story suggestion on Stick Trick or just want to say hi, send your grown-up to storypillar.com. They can also find a link there to our Ko-fi page, as well as more information about how to support the show. As always, thanks to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song. For more of their great kids' music, check out andyandsusanna.com or find them on Spotify and iTunes. And a giant shout-out to Neve McAuliffe for her help with our audio this week. And grown-ups, don't forget to flap on over to Insectagram. No flapping, no insects. Insectagram. Uh, Our handle is at sign Story Pillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Ellison, who does our awesome episode cover art at MK Ellison Art. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, feeling jealous is tough. Try thinking about the wonderful things you are or have done. Or like Annecy suggested, find a way to work up to whatever it is you want. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on. Boom, boom.